This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I'm Lisa Wysocki, and I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Friday, August 12th, episode 2,996, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad ads. Enjoy the show. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining me. My impending visit from Glenn is underway. He called me yesterday from Pensacola. Ooh. He's he's driving to my house, and he's going to stay several days. It's (laughs) going to be so exciting, and he gets to meet Homer. I'm so jealous. Oh, my God. The cutest puppy ever. (laughs) Bassadon puppies are ridiculous. I mean, they're ridiculous. (laughs) I had a Beagle Bassett mix a long time ago, and he was just amazing. Just amazing. But yes, but those ears, I mean, holy cow. He runs along, and he'll be like, I'm going to run and chase you. And then he steps on his ear, and he flips over, and then he just goes to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Like I said, it was a surprise from from Chad and and Lucas on how they just kind of took me to the to the breeder and let me pick one out. It was crazy. And I'm not one that ever has bought dogs. All I've ever had is, I mean, all we have here is rescues and right. the, I've never had a basset hound puppy. I've had three basset hounds, but all of them have been adults or seniors or on death's door. <laughs> and so it's so interesting to, to I never even really seen a basset hound puppy. And I realize why. <laughs> Because literally you can't take them anywhere because they fall asleep. It's just easier to leave them at home than it is to take them anywhere. Because you can't walk them anywhere because they just kind of lay down. Like, oh, okay. my goodness. I had no idea. Yeah. They're super cute, though. Oh, my gosh. He's adorable. So Yeah. Oh, it's so adorable. Well, <laughs> hey, we are going to talk to Patricia Kelly, and she is the president of Ebony Horsewomen, uh, which is pretty cool that we wanted to highlight. And then, of course, we have some really bad ads. But before that, we have Daily Winnies. Here's the first one. So my Daily Winnie actually goes, Jamie, to you and to Glenn. I mean, you're coming up on your 3,000th episode. (laughs) I mean, that is absolutely amazing. And I'm, I mean, when you started this, did you have any idea that that it would turn into what it has? No, absolutely not. I had no idea. I remember the first time we hit 100 listeners and we were so excited that (laughs) 100 people listened to our show, you know, and coming from terrestrial radio where it's so incredibly different. It was hard for me to let go of like everything in radio. You speak in seven seconds. You know, I was on FM dial. It wasn't a talk show. So it was like seven seconds. Okay, let's go. You know? And so (laughs) it's like, he would be like, slow down and just talk, you know, and now he can't shut me up. So it's fine. It worked out. (laughs) Well, congratulations. I mean, it's, it's just a huge, huge achievement. 
I just don't know where the time went. 12 years. Good Lord. How did I get that old? Nuts. (laughs) I know. I know. Time flies. All right, Lisa. Well, actually, I have quite the heavy heart today. I'm I'm perking up for the the show, but I'm I, I, like I told you beforehand. I have a phone call that's going to come in, and I can't. I don't even know where to begin with the week that I've had. Um. So you know, we had this. I had this filly, black mm-hmm. filly, from my broodmare. She was born a couple months ago. And she was born in with a dystocia, so she was coming out like shoulder first, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they, fortunately, she was at a repro center, and they got her fixed up and fold her out. You can hear the interview with the vet. It was really scary, and she came out, and great. I bring her home. She's great. I take her back to get pink and full again, and she, the filly scraped her leg on something. Don't know what. Oh. So she scraped her leg and then she was in a bandage for ever. And I remember like, seeing that. I saw that yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. I tried not to post too many pictures of it because like, you had to put a baby in a bandage. You're going to get nasty yeah. comments, you know, but she had a laceration, like a, an abrasion, I guess. And the leg takes forever to heal. So she was dealing with that. So she finally gets the bandage off for three days and then mm. she's lame on the other front leg. Which no. she was never lame on the abrasion leg. It just it gets worse, and and people have heard this. She ended up getting epiphysitis, no. which her very permissive mother was allowing her to eat all of her food. So yeah. she ended up getting epiphysitis in her front left. So two weeks stall rest, and then we recheck. Well, uh, it was her recheck was supposed to be on Thursday, but on Tuesday, I was like, she's really not getting better and she looks worse. So I called the vet out and she comes on Wednesday. So this Wednesday after the show. Right. She's like, man, there's, there's something going on with her knee. Did you notice her knee is really big? And I was like, it's not huge, but like, there's like a little weird swelling on it. And I was like, well, no, but let's check it out. So she takes x-rays. Her knee is broken. No, Jamie. She she has two and she broke it while on stall rest. So she has two carpal fractures in her knee. Oh, Jamie. And the two options are doing a surgery, which may or may not work. She Mm -hmm. will never be a riding horse ever. Yeah. No matter what. And the two options were to do this crazy surgery and put screws in her knee or euthanizer. Oh, gee. So I have really obviously been struggling with this. And I apologize for anybody that's reached out to me recently because I haven't called you back or written you back or anything like that because I'm. I have been just a zombie with this decision. And it, and it, it's not one of those decisions, Lisa, where like, you're like, it's a compound fracture and it's jutting out of the skin. You have to right, 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 right. It's yes. one of those, like, I've spent so much money on this horse who keeps hurting itself. Do I continue down that road or do I just kick her back out into the universe and start again? Right. And I, I didn't know what to do. So I called all of my friends, I've called the breeder, I've spoken to my vet. And so my daily Winnie goes out to my vet who has just been amazing, Dr. Julie, and also Oak Ridge Equine Clinic, because 
I just, I, I could, I didn't, didn't know what to do. And then I, I spoke to the surgeon and I'm like, what's the deal? I was like, clearly she's never going to be riding horse. And he was like, if she's ever rideable, consider it a pleasant surprise. I was like, oh. okay. But the thing is, she's incredibly well-bred and maybe there's room in a pasture for her with somebody who does breeding that wants a broodmare that is by Devonair. Like, I mean, she's ridiculously right. bred. So I had to make this decision and, you know, so yesterday I was talking to the surgeon. I'm like, okay, give me the, give me, give me the, the details on everything. Right. And he's like, we could go in. And I could try to put the screw in her knee and it could fracture the, the break, the mm. fracture. And we can't, can't do anything after that. He was like, so then I just wouldn't wake her up. I could do the surgery and it could go fine and she could get up and be fine and be a broodmare or you can euthanize her. And I don't know, I'm not going to detail it on the show, but euthanizing a foal yeah. is tremendously terrible. Because you have to consider the mare mm -hmm. and the things that you have to do. I was like, I, I can't do that. I, I just, I can't. And so the choice is this or that, and that may not work, but that is a choice that I don't have to choose the other thing. Right. And you know what? I was like, it's only money. Yeah. <laughs> I can make it. Right. <laughs> right. But, so, but you're giving her a chance, it sounds like. So I, I I elected to take her in for surgery. And so as of, I took her last night driving, you know, ever so cautiously the hour to the vet clinic, you know, I put tons of bedding in the, in the trailer yeah. and she lay down the whole way. I mean, she's not crippled lame. Like she's walking on it. Like, it's not like, right. Like initially she was holding it in the air and I was like, that's that epiphysitis looks worse. You know, it's because yeah, yeah. it's not, it's a fracture of her carpal bone, like a slab fracture oh. of one and like a break in the other. And so anyway, if I didn't do the surgery, I'm never going to forgive myself. Yes. You know, like, yes, because you never know. But if I do the surgery and it, it's, it's gambling, it's basically it gambling with a lot of money. And it's like one of those things, do I gamble all this money? And, you know, of course, like my business, like the horse stuff pays for itself. I, I don't right. have... I don't use my husband to do all the horse stuff. It, that's what keeps us uh, friends <laughs> for lack of a better word. So he was like, can you afford it? And I was like, I can't afford not to, because I was like, if I don't, I will never sleep again. Like I will, yeah. I won't be able to live with myself. Right. So this could all go South, but it's out of my hands. And it's in the hands of the professionals and I just have to sit and wait on a phone call. So the surgery, they didn't know if it was going to be early this morning or at lunchtime. So okay. I haven't called. I don't know. Uh, but I'm sitting here waiting on a phone call to see basically if my filly is going to live or die. Oh, but geez. at least I gave her the choice to live. Yes. But. I mean, it's such a hard decision with so many things that have happened to her. Like, are they all related? Do I even want to breed a horse that may potentially have a problem like with her leg? I don't right, know. Right. There's so many things to consider 
that have been plaguing me for the last two, like we found this out Wednesday, you know, and, and it was Thursday night before I take, took her in. Cause they didn't have a, a space to do the surgery, you know? Oh. Yeah. And I had, by the way, many surgeons look at the radiographs. I got, everybody's like, did you get a second opinion? Yeah, I got like <laughs> 17 opinions. Thank you. Yeah. And here's the thing is like my vet is very black. And because I said to her, I was like, listen, no BS. I was like, I don't want you to pat me on the head. I want you to give it to me like right. straight. And she was like, I would never BS you. And she's very much like that. She's very, pe people think she's kind of rough, you know, cause she's very black and white, but I was like, don't, don't make this fluffy. Like give it to me. Do I need to euthanize this horse? She was like, well, you can, but you can also do this and it may not work. And then you're doing that. Uh, are you throwing good yeah. money or bad? You know, the whole thing. And so I've talked to, I called the owner of the stallion even just to get her opinion. You know, I, I mean, I've mm -hmm. called everybody I know to see what, to do in this situation. And, uh, I, I decided to go with it. And then I call my vet and I was like, I just want to let you know that. And, and by the way, I just want somebody to tell me what to do, Lisa. <laughs> somebody just tell me what to do. And nobody will tell you what to do. I've no. been on an Island with this decision for 48 hours. Like, standing on an island going, anybody help me? And nobody, there's no boats no. coming by. And no. so I call my freaking vet and I'm like, listen, she's on the way to surgery. And she goes, oh, that's so good. I'm so glad you decided that. Oh, Why didn't you tell me that? Why didn't you tell me I should do that? Why did you make me stand on an island for two? Because they can't tell you that. No. Because if it goes, you know, I understand what you did. It's so frustrating because I just want somebody to tell me what to do. And nobody will tell you what to do. And you have to put on your big girl panties. And yes. I know. I hate when that happens, you know. <laughs> but you did do the right thing. And and it's going to work out one way or another. And you'll you'll know 20, 40 years from now that you did the right thing. I don't know if I did the right thing, but I did you a did thing. do the right thing. Thank well, you. You did do the right thing. And, you know, here's the thing. I mean, there, there's, as you said, there's the, the chance that she's going to come through it and she's going to be a great broodmare or she could be a great liberty horse or ground horse or, or you can, you know, teach her all kinds of stuff from the ground, you know, and, and she could be amazing that way. So, um, she'll have a purpose if, if she makes it through, you'll, you'll make sure of that. So that's good. And if she doesn't, well, then you did everything you could. Thank you. That's nice to hear. That, that's kind of what oh. I went with. In 30 years, you know, thousands of dollars won't matter. But what, yes. what I see when I close my eyes, you know, will. Yes. And uh, that's, that's kind of the way that I went. It was like, if, if I don't do this, because there's no, I mean, she could go through the surgery. I spend all that money and she goes to stand up and re-breaks it. Or she re-breaks, right. she breaks her other own Does she have some sort yes. of bone density issue? You, you, right. it, there's no way of knowing. But I was like, if I don't do this, I'll, I told Chad, I was like, because he was like, Are you really? I was like, yes, yeah, she's in the trailer. We're going to the clinic. Because <laughs> he's out of town. Right. And I was like, right. I was like, I can't use it. Like, no, I can't do that by myself. Are you kidding me? Like, what? I'm going to have my nine-year-old come out and help me with that? Like, no, it's right, not going to yeah. happen. It's it just it can't happen. I, and and I can't do that. And I was like, what? In 30 years, when I close my eyes, what I see is what's going to be the important thing, which yes. is it's only money. 
It'll yeah. be fine. I need really, um, for anybody listening at home that wants to help, I've got a horse for sale. <laughs> His name is Stanley. He's very fancy. <laughs> I really need to sell him because I got to pay vet bills. But anyway, um, yeah, we like had all these plans for this weekend. Like we had a garage sale plan. We had all these things. I'm like, I'm doing nothing. I can't do anything else. I, I'm done. Yeah. Peopling for the next couple of days. <laughs> like I don't want to do anything, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this all with a smile on my face, but yeah, just know that I have been a complete zombie and that's why our show is so short on Wednesday. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Glenn took the blame for the show being short on Wednesday, but I just couldn't, I couldn't yeah. do things like I couldn't. No. So at any rate, we can move on and it's out of my hands and it yes. is in the hands of the professionals and um, everybody yeah. say a little like send, send some jingles or something. I don't know what y'all do, but anyway, think, think happy thoughts, please. Yes, absolutely. Well, hey, I know this has been tough. We're going to, it's Friday. It's time to get, have a drink. And uh, <laughs> cleanse a little bit. We yeah. are going to hear, before we get to our first guest, we're going to hear from our title sponsor, Kentucky Performance Products. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Have you heard of Saccharomyces boulardii? It's a yeast, a type of probiotic. Often referred to as S. boulardii, it benefits your horse's digestive tract in several different ways. One unique property of S. boulardii is that it supports the stimulation of something called brush broader membrane enzymes that are found in the intestinal lining. These enzymes help your horse digest starches and sugars in the small intestine. When the sugars and starches are more completely digested, Fewer of them escape into the hindgut where they can ferment and cause imbalances that lead to colic, diarrhea, and laminitis. Saccharomyces boulardii is found in Nalox Advance, made by Kentucky Performance Products. Nalox Advance contains a blend of yeast, fermentation solubles, and stomach buffers. These ingredients work together to maintain your horse's digestive tract in peak condition. Nalox Advanced is recommended for horses of all ages and stages and is fed on a daily basis. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. So we're so excited to welcome Pat Kelly, who is president and CEO of Ebony Horsewoman, Inc. And Pat, welcome to Horses in the Morning. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. And so you have the Ebony Horsewomen Equestrian and Therapeutic Center in Hartford, Connecticut. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's um, it's an urban riding center where we have a number of different um, services and programs. So we have a bunch of youth programs, of course, including riding clubs, uh, park rangers, and uh, summer camp. And then we also provide public riding lessons for general public and also equine-assisted psychotherapy, uh, culturally competent equine-assisted com- uh, psychotherapy, and all of our um, therapists are BIPOC 
licensed individuals. And so we're really happy to be able to bring, you know, EAP into the urban center. Yeah, and I'm fascinated by the concept of an urban riding center. So how, how much space or how many acres do you have? We have 693 acres here. Oh, my goodness. Wow, that's amazing. And I've been to Hartford, and, and it's beautiful up there. So I'm sure all of your property is just amazing. But how, how did you get started? What gave you the idea to, to found this? Well, it, it actually kind of goes back to childhood. I started riding when I was about nine years old, and we lived in the community where Keeney Park existed. Um, Keeney Park is um, was designed by Frederick Olmsted, the same gentleman who did Central Park in New York. Oh, my. So it's a gorgeous piece of property. Um, it borders two other towns in Connecticut. So you can actually ride for hours and never leave the park and go to various towns in between. But when I was a child, um, it was it was a very active uh, park indeed. So, you know, what you do as a child, you know, you grow up, you go to high school, graduated high school and went off to the Marine Corps um, so that I could get the GI Bill to go to college. Back then, you, there weren't that many scholarships. And so my parents were like, you know, a little struggling to send me off to college. So I decided, well, I'll just go into the military and then that way I'll get the GI Bill when I came home. Um, you did what women did in my generation. You get married, you have children, you start a family, and unfortunately, my divorce from my first husband. Mm. And during that period of time, um, I really yearned to ride again. I rode while I was in the Marine Corps. Uh, but when I came home, you know, being a single mom and working several jobs and, you know, going to law school, I just needed something to help me manage through this whole new section of my life. And so I decided to get back into writing. And there was an organization in Hartford called the Ebony Horse Men that had been around from the late 50s all the way up, and they were phasing out. But there was a gentleman that had horses in the suburbs. And so I went out there with one of my, my youngest daughter, and, and, and I started to ride again, and it just dawned on me, this is where I find my peace. This is where I find my center. So um, I began to ride with him, and then I started calling girlfriends to say, hey, listen, you need to come out here and try this. And, you know, most of this is the early 80s. They were like, I'm not going to go out there and mess with those horses and mess up my hair. I listen, you get your head out here. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to make sense to you. It's going to make sense. Well, after threatening them, they came out and they found, you know, the incredible piece that I did. And so we founded Ebony Horse Women on this gentleman's uh, living room floor, and we were off and running. So the, the organization started off as a women's organization because we, we were in desperate need. You know, we were the urban African-American women. There weren't malls then, really, not really. And so there wasn't a whole lot for us to do. But now that we were riding, it was like everybody began to feel, you know, kind of a, a the stress reducing and anxiety. Sure. And so it was just wonderful until we were riding in Keeney Park, you know, with wind in the hair, just turning the horses loose, just flying. And these <laughs> two little boys ran up to us and said, hey, lady, is that a horse? Is that a real horse? I said, yes, sweetheart. <laughs> what did you think it was? And the other 
other kids said, see, I told you, I told you it was a horse. I was like, oh, my God, well, we, we got to do something about that. So it was unfortunate. It was um, the height of the heroin epidemic in Hartford at that time. So what we started to do as a group um, was to bring the horses out to housing projects. And, and we would bring with us a social worker and a, a teacher and educator. And back then the mantra was say no to drugs. And, and we would bring the horses and all the kids would come up and then we, we would be able to talk to the parents about, you know, resources and whatnot. So we changed the organization from, you know, what was serving the, the women to, um, a youth organization that it's something that would serve the community. And so we were often running in that part. So it grew from, from really trying to save kids, which we st- is still our focus to a lot of different programs and services that we are now, um, offering to the, to the greater Hartford community. So, and as far as that goes, we get people from all over Connecticut that come, right, come in. Right. Right. So Pat, I am, I am like kudos to you. I am so impressed. Um, number one with your military service and studying law and your, your single parenting and everything. I, I run a therapeutic riding center in Tennessee called Colby's army. And so I know a little bit about what you're talking about, but you were an innovator in, in this whole field, because back in the eighties and the early nineties, not a lot of people were doing what you do. And, um, this is absolutely phenomenal. You know, it's so interesting that you should say that because you would think that it would be a novelty, but if you think back, you know, we go back beyond, you know, this, technology age, the industrial age. No, a lot of people in the South had horses Mm -hmm. um, and it was part of their daily lives. And so when you fast forward to today's society, the the current generation, you know, they're not, they don't get it, but but their parents do, you know, because horses, you know, if they come from the South or even in in the North. Anywhere. Horses, you know, horses were used for a lot of different reasons. And so um, older generations were like, yeah, I used to have horses when I was, you know, younger generation. But what we understood was that, and in particularly your your Latin people, your your Hispanics, which even right now, you know, in your Caribbean countries and 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 uh, Puerto Rico and so forth and so on, they still have horses as just general house pets, kind of, you know. So it kind of resonates with them. So it's it's not as novel as as people think. Um, because the people who are transplanted from other regions understand the whole agricultural piece mm-hmm. of the horses. So it really wasn't that difficult. It was it was not a novelty to have it in the urban center. Right, and bringing the horses to the the projects and bringing them to where the people are, that's just so amazing. And I, I know that there are a lot of centers who are doing that now, but but when you started that that wasn't ever done as far as I know. And and we all know, I mean, all the listeners know, and we all know how beneficial being around horses can be. But but to bring a horse to somebody who has never seen a horse or touched a horse, it's it's just so heartwarming and, and it's just amazing. So I'm just glad that you're doing that. And and I, I could talk about this forever, Pat, and I hope I get to meet you someday in person. But I also want to talk about that you have have also started something else that's very innovative called the Black Boots Awards. Tell us about that. Yes. Okay. So, you know, this has been kind of a thing that's been nagging at me for for decades, I should say. There's a a, um, perception that black people don't ride. 
And that's just not true. And when I began to um, have a space bandwidth in my mind to really kind of search it out, you know, you go on the Internet, their questions are like, are there any black equestrians? I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, you know, so there's been something They're everywhere. Been nagging me. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 again, again, you know, to that point, in Connecticut, it has been um, a real novelty, if you will, to be a black female cowgirl in hmm. Connecticut, and you know, my kids um, go and compete in local horse shows, and every time we go, you know, people will say, "Oh, Ebony Horsewoman is here," and I was, you know, it's gratifying on one hand, but on the other hand, it's like, are we the only ones? You know, um, right. if you see black kids, then it's got to be Ebony Horseman. And I'm thinking, you know, God, you know, what's what's up with that? And so in most cases, you know, we were the only ones that were out in competition. So there is a, a, a dichotomy between African-Americans that are in competition and African-Americans that ride. And so, so do you, Pat, when, Pat, do you think that's that's really true or do you think that's the public perception? No, it's really True. Okay. Because okay. The, when you when you talk about the counting of and and the notion of are there black black equestrians, the only way people know how to count them is are they in competition? But you have like in the in the Midwest, in the South, um, and in the West, there's a gazillion riding trail riding associations. Mm-hmm. There's rodeo people that are in rodeo. There's you know undercording and and bull riding and barrel racing and so many. And these are all talented equestrians and trainers and tradesmen and all of these not being counted, not not being brought into the forefront that we exist. And not only do we exist, we exist in polo. You sure. got the work to ride program. We exist in all of these other eventing all of these other industries, but we're not being counted. And so a lot of things have happened recently where you have the influencers like the black equestrians, equestrians of color that's on Facebook and Instagram. And that's all well and good. It's wonderful that, you know, you can see some of these, but if I don't follow you, if I'm not on that thread, I don't know you. I don't know who you are. Right. And so a lot of these organizations, associations, uh, um, equestrians that ride in these disciplines just don't get noticed. So the Black Boots Awards is designed to, one, acknowledge, recognize, and honor Black equestrian in several different categories within the horse industry. And to kind of take them out of these shadow, the shadows of, of social media threads where they're just tucked away and nobody really knows about them into the forefront front. So we've been able to uh, partner with um, Stream Horse TV and Black Reigns Magazine um, to to bring the Black Boots Awards nationally uh, mm. so that so that equestrians, black equestrians get the recognition that they deserve. Because, you know, we've been here forever, forever. Sure. You know, you go all the way back to the 13 first winning jockeys of the Kentucky Derby, they were black men. Sure. And when you when you even look at the term cowboy, that whole term came about by black men who herd cattle, but they wouldn't call them cattle hands or cattle pokes or cattle men. They called them boys. And so cowboys, that's how that whole term came about. Oh, that's fascinating. And, yes. And, and one in three cowboys in the West were black men. 
So this history has either been destroyed or diminished or, 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 or overlooked somehow, but, but we've been here forever. We've been here from the very beginning, mm-hmm. but we, we're not being counted, and, and these great athletes are just not getting recognition. So, so the Black how, Boots Awards is to correct that. So how, how do you nominate yourself or submit yourself, or how does somebody else nominate somebody so for an the, award? Okay, wonderful question. So uh, the Black Boots Awards has a Facebook uh, page. You know, it's called the Black Boots Awards, or they can go to our website. And right on and the so homepage, you what's, can What's just, the website, Pat? It's www.ebonyhorsewomen.org. And women is okay. plural, W-O-M-E-N. Got it. And you can self-nominate or, or nominate someone else, but it does end on August the 30th. Okay. So everybody has to get those nominations in like right now. Yes. 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 As soon as possible. Yeah. This is just so amazing. And um, again, I'm just so so honored to talk to you and, and everything that you've accomplished and, and bringing all the attention and the positive recognition to, you know, people of color, just all women of color, you know, across the country and and across the world. I mean, it's it's long overdue and, and I just know it's going to be great. So so so. I'm I'm looking at your page now, and it looks like the awards are going to be announced in um, in January. Is that correct? Yes. So there will be a ceremony where there will be have an in person ceremony and virtual because many of our nominees so far have mm-hmm. been across the United States. Sure. So it would be in person and virtual broadcasting. Okay. So so everybody, get your nominations in before August 30th. And Pat, give us that website again. It's www.ebonyhorsewomenplural.org. Well, you have been just a delight to talk to. I can't thank you enough for joining us this morning. It's, uh, it's as I said, it's an honor. And, you know, just uh, we're, we're going to be following you. I want to hang out with you, Pat. <laughs> me too. I do. <laughs> well, listen, I thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to kind of talk to you this morning. So thank you so much. Well, you're so very welcome. And thanks for taking the time. Well, we'd like to thank Wintech for being a sponsor. And as a rider, you know that one of the most important tools for connecting with your horse is the saddle. Wintech saddles combine world-leading innovations and high-tech materials in lightweight, weatherproof, and easy care saddles. The comprehensive Wintech range offers not only cutting-edge designs, but also reaches new standards in fit, comfort, and performance benefits for both you and your horse. It's easy to see why Wintech is the world's number one synthetic saddle brand. Visit Wintech-saddles.com today to view Wintech's full range of saddles and reach a new level of comfort for you and your horse. Pay it! I say, pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. Well, we do really bad ads every Friday. And, you know, with this 3,000th episode, Glenn has started to do the math 
of how many guests we've had, how many hours we've done and minutes and blah, blah, blah. He also realized that we've done over 6,000 really bad ads. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's (laughs) 9,000 terrible ads that people have written. Terrible or awesome ads about things for sale regarding horses or being around horses. That's a mind boggling number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think yeah. that people go, Hey, I better spell check. I don't want to be on really bad ads, but <laughs> no, people still do. thank God. Otherwise we wouldn't have to read. So uh, I would like to thank horselovers.com for providing all of the prizes. And uh, the first one is the cool curtains, Dutch door topper. Valued at $114. It's a unique panel design. It fits above your Dutch doors for protection from the sun, bugs, and birds. Simple installation. It's easy, and it's it's really beautiful, too. If you Google cool curtains, Dutch door topper, it looks really nice. And I have Dutch doors, and now I want lots of them. (laughs) A new scientifically scientifically advanced product which deflects up to 80% of the sun's heat rays while simultaneously watching Zeus eat it. (laughs) (laughs) so that can be yours that's one of our prizes there you go there you go and another prize is the magic equip high efficiency breathable girth it's a value of $85 and this girth it's a straight design perfect for everyday use and this is really cool it comes with a removable biofoam non-neoprene liner which I really like it's perfect for all kinds of disciplines and the outer layer is made of uh, a durable ballistic nylon and it makes for a long-lasting girth it repels water it prevents stretching and the inner liner which is even cooler is antimicrobial so this is a super girth gotta have it send those ads in it could be yours that's also what glenn tallied up was he's we've given away over fifty thousand dollars in prizes really yeah oh my goodness yeah. That is, yeah, it is. And that's all <laughs> thanks to our awesome sponsors. And Horse Lovers continues to be an awesome sponsor. And this last prize is the Gatsby Bug Free Fly Sheet and also the Gatsby Faux Sheepskin Nylon Breakaway Halter. Valued at 65 bucks. It's a bug-free fly sheet. Stylish. It's like a typical blanket, but it's lightweight, breathable. And then the halter is good for trailering or everyday use if your horse is sensitive because it's sleeved in soft and silky faux sheepskin to prevent rubs. That means no sheep were harmed in the faux sheepskin making. Uh, it goes around the delicate facial bones and faux sheepskin is stitched in place to prevent twisting or shifting. So it's, it's a nice halter. And uh, let's go with the ads. The first one, uh, I would, by the way, if you submit an ad and we don't read it, then you're still in the running for the prizes like Amanda, Carol, Kara, and Danielle. This one, I'm sorry, this one comes from Danielle, which is Old English Saddle, $25 in Seminole. Now, I do know there's a Seminole, Oklahoma, and this looks like something that would come from there. Uh, it's <laughs> old, e- <laughs> old English Saddle, $25. The, the, the word is, the ad says, <laughs> rough, decorator so, piece only. <laughs> well, so I'm trying to look at this, Jamie, and see if, if the the flap, the skirt on the saddle is actually only half there or if it's curled up underneath. It's hard I, to tell. It looks like somebody had it in their garage sitting on the flaps of the saddle. So they're like curled under and the t- like there's water damage. And oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that the tree is missing underneath it. Like, <laughs> oh, this is a West. 
Is this a Western or an English title? Because there's like a skirt on it as well. This doesn't even make any sense, people. No, no. I don't even doesn't. know what I'm looking at. But it's cheap. <laughs> it's only 25 bucks, so it could be yours. There you go. There you go. That's a so, mess. It really is. <laughs> so the next ad comes in from Joe Lynn, and it's for a horse bit for $40. Brand new, sturdy leather. An amazing condition for pictures. Please contact me. What the heck is a, <laughs> is it a le- actual leather horse bit? I do love it when people, it always kind of like, I don't know, it awakens me when people be like horse riding or horse bit or a exactly. horse saddle. Like you don't yeah. need to say horse saddle. We get no. it. It's just uh, a saddle. Or versus a camel saddle or, you yeah. know, whatever. But, exactly. but so I'm thinking this might be a bridle, but who knows? It's a horse bit. For yep. 40 bucks. I'm yep. sure it's really nice. Uh, JoLynn, <laughs> I would actually appreciate it if you would contact her for pictures, please. That'd be great. Thanks. That would be awesome. <laughs> Casey's then in the next one. And this is uh, one of those Facebook pages where there's a Facebook page for everything. And this is Horses, Ponies, Mules of Illinois. <sighs> there you no go. punctuation. 15-year-old sorrow, mare gentle and broke neck. Rain's trail ride her all the time has a lot of energy looking to get a young green broke horse is the only reason for selling PME for more info one eight zero zero Parkersburg, Illinois. Uh-huh. She's a the sad man with a broken mare. neck. <laughs> yeah. People punctuation matters. Study it hard. Go to school. It does. It does. Oh my goodness. Okay. So Taylor sent the next one in. She oh, broke this, neck. I yes. Yes. I love this one. Hello. Meet Jeff. Would love Jeff to have a home with little kids. He loves little kids and loves attention. He rides. He's honest and doesn't lie. Matter of fact kind of guy. He doesn't like bullies. What is Jeff? <laughs> so, so Jeff looks to me like he might be um, like a cross between a miniature donkey and a Shetland pony who stuck his nose into a light socket because his mane is going everywhere. He's got the spike look. But he also ha- looks like he could, like, there's some zebra barring on there his is. legs. Like he's part but zebra, part donkey, part horse, part his, mule, His part ears zebra. don't look long enough to be a donkey, but he kind of looks like one. And his but legs you, look like donkey. And you can't really tell because his hair is standing up like he's been electrocuted. It does. <laughs> he's very cute. Jeff is very cute. <laughs> I had an ex-boyfriend though named Jeff and I can't, I can't have him. Well, see, I had a, an ex-fiance named Jeff. Oh! Can't do it. Jeff's are bad news, people. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Laureen sent the last one in. And as we know, Laureen usually reads her own. And if you've listened to this podcast before, you know she's uh, in Jersey. And so whenever she sends one in and doesn't read it, I try to do as Laureen would read it. And I'm terrible at the accent. But you know what? You got to try. All right. Four... H R S stock trailer in Oakland stock type slider ridge extra tall light surface rust very <laughs> sorry you have a speech impediment what is wrong with me very solid trailer large large horse will fit 
<laughs> new tires all the way around. <laughs> I wish I talk like this all the time. This is so fun. <laughs> new pressure treated floor. Low miles could use a little paint. <laughs> Why don't you describe this beautiful trailer they've described? I don't. Well, I think they described it as beautiful. I don't know because I was so focused on the accent. Uh, well, you know, you forgot to mention they want $4,000 for this. And oh, my me, God. What? <laughs> they want $4,000. And all I see is a lot of rust with a little bit of blue. Okay. There's a little bit of blue. Yeah. But they did go ahead and put some plywood on the stock part. So, you know, ain't nobody getting in or out. You well, that's probably where it rusted out. <laughs> but I will say the tires do look new. Do um, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I they, can't in the dirt pile, they parked this thing behind. <laughs> That's true. The half of one tire that we can see looks pretty good. $4,000. Low miles could use paint. This is from 1972. There's oh. no odometer on it. It's solid rust. Solid rust. Okay. So, um, I, it's, the, I, I will just tell you, if you are going to get this trailer, and you're going to put your horses in it. Please make sure that every one of you is vaccinated for tetanus. <laughs> That's all I'm going to tell you. Yes. Yes. All right. Sarah sent the next one in and it is, uh, I got to get out of that accent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, stop. I can do it all day. Yes. I have this pretty boy around 15.2 gelding Morgan. My daughter wanted a barrel racer. And I wanted a jousting horse. <laughs> and this zookeeper is not taking to either. He's not crazy about getting past a trot. Will stand like a statue for hours as clueless humans fawn over him. <laughs> Tolerates kittens practicing hunting skills on his feathers. Yep, you read that right. I have 13 happy teenage kitties to prove it. Oh my God. <laughs> You know how I say he's gilled that spay that cat. Yes. There yes. You... Edit. Yes. If you pay asking price, I'll throw in <laughs> six friendly barn kitties. Your choice. <laughs> what? Not two. Not one. Not four. Six. six. That means she has seven left. Or she has six left. Or she's okay. got another litter on the way. Please spay your cat. God. Oh, my That's goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh my I don't goodness. want your kittens. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Faye sent in the next one. Um, I don't know. Is this like maybe it's a, a Facebook page? Yeah, it's a Facebook page. Yes. Read it Southern because look where it's uh, You know, I can't do Southern. I mean, I've been here for, I don't know, forever. And I still have that Minnesota thing going sometimes. I love it, though. That's what makes it so good. Okay. okay. <laughs> this is so bad. Okay. Horses for rehoming $800 and below in Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Alabama. And, of course, all those are abbreviated. In search Poor. of a horse for granny. I was always a horse owner in my younger days, but now I got a little age on me. So an older, pretty gentle between 14 and 15 hands so we can just mosey along and talk about our problems. LOL is what I'm looking for. <laughs> Too much information. <laughs> uh, Told you it was bad. <laughs> I'm looking for a horse for granny. Uh, by the way, I'm the granny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, Minnesota turned into Southern is it's, it's a bad cross. It's a bad cross. <laughs> it's like breeding a donkey with a zebra with a horse, exactly. and that's Minnie. And you get a Jeff. And you get a Jeff. <laughs> uh, Aaron sent the final ad for the day in Traveler. It doesn't. It doesn't show where it's from or anything. It's just no. the actual words. It's probably a Craigslist ad. Traveler has been a lesson for ages, and has the best personality and the softest eyes you will ever see in a horse. Traveler is exactly everything we love about Morgan's. And to top things off, he is so tidy. He won't even pee in his stall. If you let him out before 7. AM. <laughs> okay. This is a must have horse. Come and make him yours. Now let me comment on the peeing in the stall. Traveler has to pee. <laughs> Put more bedding in your stall, for God's sake. Yes. Yes. Poor traveler has been holding it all night long. <laughs> He's cross-eyed. And seven at 7.01, he can take it no longer. <laughs> Just turn him out, for God's sake. <laughs> Poor traveler. Poor traveler. He's walking in the barn in the morning. He's crossing his legs. Please let yeah. me out. Please let me out. Please let me out. Yes. <laughs> uh, bed your stalls, woman. Sorry. Yes tangent time all right well that is the ads and uh, my phone hasn't rang so we'll see yeah. oh good uh so we'll see what goes glenn just texted me he goes i didn't put in the guest phone number for your guest thanks glenn <laughs> that was uh we did that half an hour ago we yeah, had we figured figured that out we figured that out thank yeah. you uh <laughs> i thought our producer george would like that Side note, behind the scenes, there you go. Um, all right, so everybody have a great weekend and think happy thoughts for me and little yes. Effie and uh, Lisa. Thank you so yes. much for for jumping in and filling in. You're so welcome. Next time we do the show, Glenn and I'll be together. Oh dear God! Yay! Yay! All right, everybody have a great day. Spay, neuter, and geld, and all the things.